Buddha. Have trouble trying to sleep. I can't remember much before all this started. Sometimes I feel like this has been my whole life. Me too. <laughs> Running. Killing. It is your whole life. So that happens once. Mm -hmm. My name is Alice, and this is my story. Thank you. The end of my story. Nice. Ten years ago in Raccoon City, there was an outbreak. It spread across the world within days. One way or another, our world is coming to an end. The question is, will we end with it? developed an airborne antivirus. It would destroy the T-virus. I have no reason to believe a word you say. True, but I can offer you something you want very much. What is that? Revenge. We can end on this. Same facial expression throughout. Mm -hmm. When we go together. Same voice as well. What are we gonna do? We're gonna kill every last one of them. Some gear. This is what I do. Yeah. We played a long game, you and I. Oh my god, more cubing! <laughs> Return yeah. to the cubing. an EDM remix of Guns N' Roses. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> is that all you got? Because if it is, I'm gonna have to kill you. And that's the end of the movie. Ooh. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Alright everybody, thanks for watching Resident <laughs> Evil The Final Chapter with us. Alright, that's the end of the trailer. My name is Alice. And this is my story, the end of my story. Hi, this is Jacreep. And I'm Julian. <laughs> it's been a pleasure watching the f this franchise with you. Yeah, Resident Evil, you've been a hell of a ride. Oh my god. What's the one thing that you've gained from watching all of these movies? Um, I guess a very unnecessarily in-depth understanding mm -hmm. of Mila Yosevich. And mm -hmm. Paul W.S. Anderson. Yeah, I feel like I know too much of, like, a piece of garbage. Like, I just know every I know everything in this bag of garbage. Like, all of the contents of it. Mm -hmm. I know what everything smells like. Yeah, you have a catalog. I want to tell people about it, but no one wants to come near. Right. And it feels like I have a superpower to, mm -hmm. <laughs> to really just dig myself into a hole whenever I want and talk about the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of a unique situation, right? In it a is. fun way. But to go back to your garbage analogy, this whole... I I had hoped that for this entire franchise, we had been walking this bag of garbage out, to the, gar out to the garbage can. And along that walk, we learned a lot about the garbage, as you say. 
But I really so, thought that this, the end, would be when we put the garbage in the can. And it oh, turned yeah. out to be when the bag split and all the garbage <laughs> went all over us yeah, we right sort of, next to the can. We sort of just like missed the garbage and it kind of just emptied out beside the trash can. Yeah. This movie redefines whiff. It is the biggest, and it by extension transforms this entire franchise into the biggest swing and a miss mm-hmm. yeah, of I mean, all time. You know, I... This was a big letdown. Huge. Especially for me, because if yeah. you're a fan of the podcast, I rated the previous one a very high rating. For, right. Yeah. You don't, We yeah. liked the previous one. Yeah. It was so much better. And some somehow this one just dropped off. Well, in the grand tradition of three, we which I cannot remember the subtitle for three Extinction. Now. Extinction. The grand right. tradition of extinction. We start this movie by completely obri- obliterating all of the forward progress that had been made in the prior film. Mm-hmm. If For those of you who weren't there with us on that dire precipice... The last movie ended with Guys, Alice. Catch up, please. Yeah, please. Why are you catch listening up. to this? Please catch up. <laughs> if all right, if you haven't watched them already, go back and watch the previous five. Um, the last movie ended with Alice, basketball guy, Claire Redfield, and Wesker, seemingly on a team. Yes. Standing on top of the White House, surrounded by a paramilitary fortress, getting assaulted by zombies. Yeah. This, this is movie, this is a this is the thrilling twist ending that we get from every Resident Evil movie. Right. This is the big what's gonna happen in the next movie moment. Right. Right. At the end of, um, I believe it was Retribution. Yes. Yeah. And we were hyped for it because it we looked were cool. It they looked were, dope. Yeah, they were in a White House fortress mm-hmm. uh, about to defend the shit out of it. Wesker and Alice are like maybe on a team now. What? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And. Where we begin uh-huh. is after all of that happens. Mm-hmm. A time period after yeah. all of the fun stuff Al- happens. Alice is now alone, <laughs> climbing out of a manhole next to the reflecting pool. We never find out what happened to Basketball Guy. Ever. <laughs> no. He is the biggest hanging chad of this franchise, is Basketball Guy. Right. But The goon, the goon squad from the previous movie... Is gone. Yeah, we don't know any of their fates. That happens to every in every movie almost. Yeah, pretty you much. Know, she she loses a goon squad. Yeah, <laughs> and she gains a goon squad. And then she gains a new maybe goon with squad. one member from previous. Yeah, goon some squad. repeat members. Um, and here we are in what is established as muddy mm-hmm. Woodstock '99. Yes. Uh, color template right. of this whole movie. We're very much back into the sepia leather aesthetic it's very gross it's super brown yeah it it almost makes the movie unmemorable yeah it's like all the (laughs) film stock got developed in coffee yeah and they were like perfect i felt like it was even just i mean okay one of the problems is it was hard to see anything oh my god but that's because the the cuts were so so let's talk about the cutting real (laughs) quick because this is like the silent third main character of this movie is the editor editing yeah doobie white doobie white that's right his name. Shout straight out. from woodstock 99 yeah shout out to my boy doobie white who is handling the quick cuts for this bad boy 
we once over the course of your average adult male pee break counted i think it was 23 camera cuts Um, in a sequence that was not even an action sequence right it was just people moving through a space to give a little insight we watched this movie it was me julian and our friend danny Mm -hmm. who is uh who works as an editor for Mm -hmm. video yeah and early on he took notice that how quick the cuts were and how many cuts there were in a short time whatever per second right yeah he was was horrified yeah and so he leaves to go to the bathroom and he jokes and says hey uh just count how many shots or cuts uh, are made when I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And he leaves for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And we count 30 frames. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> yeah. Easily. To try to simulate the experience for the kids at home, I'm going to ask Crete, say a sentence. Yeah. And I'm going to cut it as if I'm Doobie White yeah. in the Resident Evil Final chapter editing room. So just you just say the sentence. My name cut, is Atlas. Cut, cut. I'm here to cut, roast some barbecued cut, dogs, cut, but not cut, after I cut, cut, have a storyline that cut. doesn't make any sense. Cut, cut. <laughs> That's it. Welcome to Resident Evil, the final chapter. You just experienced it in full. Well, welcome to Resident Evil, final chapter. P- possibly, possibly the final chapter, too, because it feels like we're missing a movie completely. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe there's a one and two, and one just got lost in a cutting room. It's, yeah, it's like this Maybe is Doobie White lost a lot. It, of it's like this is wrapping up a franchise that we weren't watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's as if this is the like, uh, like the final Resident Evil movie from an alternate universe where like a very different approach was taken throughout all the movies. It was an alternate universe. It did not feel like the previous Resident Evil movie at all. It yeah. felt like poop it was it was, it was so poopy. bad it was, it was just so bad up. there's um, there's no big bad there's like no. an attempt at a big bad but right. it doesn't really land okay so we have some so obviously we start with alice again right um and mila she bless her for you know sticking with the franchise and having all these mm-hmm. resident evil movies mm-hmm. but she's literally giving it zero percent in this movie no she is phoning it in so hard it it was it was almost sad yeah it was like she was stuck in this movie no because get out because i mean that's very true because there was kind of a even in the lowest lows of the franchise up till now mila was kind of like this rock right like she was the one steadfast aspect of these films She was the one point that you could kind of go to and be like, well, like at least like meal is here to carry that weight. Right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We'll say that. Well, but I mean, you know, she's not always given great material, but I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's there. She is. She's she's guiding us. She's your anchor point. Right. And I will say for better, for worse throughout this entire franchise, she's enthusiastic and Mm -hmm. she's like, she is working. Like she is acting. She is selling no matter what, even when other people are like yakking it up. And she like, has a, she has a, a charismatic presence about her. Yeah, definitely. Even when she doesn't have very good lines to say. No, no. I mean, she. I mean, she really did carry this franchise. And then yeah. in this final movie, she. Chapter. Yeah, she does not want to be here. No. She is so gone. 
and just like hollow. Mm-hmm. And it's a it makes me wonder why they even made this movie. No, I know. You know, the yeah. last one. I felt like the last one would have been a great last movie. Yes. Um, you had the return of Michelle Rodriguez, Colin Salmon. Yeah, absolutely. Star studded from it a Resident Evil franchise fuck. perspective. Yeah, exactly. It was a hype exactly. as fuck movie. Yeah, and it ended with a awesome twist that leaves the mind to mm-hmm. the imagination. Mm-hmm. And then we get this garbage. This doo doo pie. Um so we also so with with that, Paul W. S. Anderson, um he's from the beginning of the Resident Evil franchise. Yeah. He has written movies in between his Resident Evil movies. Yes. I'm going to list them now. Let's talk about it. Okay, so he wrote Resident Evil in mm-hmm. 2002. And then Alien vs. Predator, mm-hmm. 2004. A bad movie. Right. And then he wrote Resident Evil Apocalypse and Extinction back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote Death Race. A bad movie. Okay. And then he wrote Resident Evil Afterlife. Mm-hmm. And then he writes Death Race 2. Which I don't know. If Haven't seen it, but it's probably a bad movie. It says video. I don't know what that means. Oh, that means it was direct to video. It means it never got a theater okay. release. So then he writes Resident Evil Retribution. Uh huh. And then he writes Death Race Inferno. Okay. Is that also direct to video? Yes. Because all right, that makes sense because I haven't seen that either. And then he writes Resident Evil: The Final Chapter in 2016. What's my boy working on now? Do we have something in pre-production? So we got this movie called Monster Hunter. But right after Monster Hunter, Wait, we one, got one, Death Race Anarchy. Jesus. Monster Hunter, one word or two words? Uh, one, uh, two, two. Sorry. Okay, so probably not based on the Japanese series. But uh, it could be. I mean, it'll be interesting. But So in between his Resident Evil franchise, he's working on a Death Race franchise. Good God. That is less notable. Yes. Probably worse than this franchise. Having seen the first Death Race, I can say it's not as good as the original Death Race, knowing that there's another new... Re- Wait, but there's another reboot of Death Race coming out right now. Mm-hmm, but he's probably not in charge of it. Are there three Death Races? I think there will be three Good. different Death Races. Good God. Because all of his Death Race movies have been straight to video. Yeah, y'all go back, watch the original <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, David Carradine Death Race. It's the only one that's worth it. And then bounce. So our boy has been writing Resident Evil movies and Death Race movies for the past 15 years. What a life. <laughs> What a career. Yeah. And I do want to get later, I do want to get into things that he said about his career and the special features for this movie. Oh, God. But All right. we can we can hack that up at the end. All right. Let's talk about some returning characters. Yes. Um. So we got Alice. We have Dr. Isaacs. We do have Dr. Isaacs back again. Hot off that Game of Thrones hype. He's a get. Yes. For this, he's a get for this movie, but he is not our chosen too good for this picture. He's not. He... Actor. He's a little bit. I've got a hot pick for that later. I'm I'm happy he's in the movie, but he's also just like, also whatever. Who like he's he's just there to be the bad guy. For, yeah, forever. he's not a Colin Salmon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so he started off in Resident Evil Two. Mm-hmm. Survived all the way to the final chapter. Yeah, as uh, our, our main villain. Somehow, even though he's not present in three, four, or five. Is he not? No, he's killed in two. Okay. Um. I think. Unless he's in three. Oh, no, no, you're right. He's, he's in three. A, he's in a few of the in-between ones. He's in three. He's not in four or five. Okay, right, four or right. five, we believe him to be dead. Yes, yes. As and we get, and we get, the, and we get a bigger build for Wesker, and Wesker is built as the guy. Yeah. Before we get to Wesker, Claire yeah. Yeah. Redfield. Claire's back. 
She's got great hair. Um, Amazing hair. She, player. She's looking good. Yeah. Do we ever? We never learn what happened to Chris. No, Chris just disappears. He was a one one hitter. Quitter. Yeah. He so our in one movie. so our growing list of un, completely <laughs> unresolved Resident Evil side characters: Basketball Jones, Chris Redfield, yeah, Kmart, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. We'll never know their fates. May they rest in peace. Oh, right. Little girl, the little girl from the end of two. We never find out what happened to oh, that little right. girl. Yeah, yeah. Nothing ever comes of that. Huh. So. Well, they're just out there living in the apocalypse yeah, world. Yeah, there you have it. Um, which is funny because I feel like throughout the whole series, they're talking about how a hu- humanity is wiped out and civilization is wiped out. But in every movie, we see a whole town of people that are still alive. Yeah. Inevitably. So are people dead or are people alive? What's going on? You know, they're dead <laughs> and alive. They're dead alive. They're dead again. Oh, shit. Um, okay, so Wesker. He comes in Resident Evil 3. Oh, boy. Pesky Wesky. He's the last guy to make it to the end of the series. Yeah. Three to the final chapter. Yeah. And he's our dude, man. He's the guy yeah. that we like the best. Yeah. Of course. Everybody loves Wesker. He is the he's most great. video game accurate character in the movies. He's a great character in the video games. He's a great character in the movies. He's just this like super good-looking, charismatic blonde mm-hmm. guy, always wearing sunglasses, always being snide and cocky. Yeah. Any any ounce of excitement that I got from this movie was just seeing Wesker on screen. Yeah. That and was the like, only part where I was like, like, yeah, okay, Being like, cool. what's up with Wesker? Right. And then his character arc is resolved by a... 90-year-old wheelchair-bound <laughs> woman and a door. Yes. In what I'm ready to name like the single most unceremonious character death in the history <laughs> of modern film. Should we just skip to his death? Yeah, I'm Look, like How does Wesker I, I, go yeah, out? I'm ready to go. Wesker gets crushed by a <laughs> door. <laughs> it a falls door. on him, right? It falls on him. Yeah, and he just he lays there in the background for the final scene for at least yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah, he's just lying there. It's but it's good because I I'm focusing on Wesker in the background yeah. and bullshit's happening in the foreground. It's distracting you. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like this is great because Wesker's in the background makes everything better. Wesker, superhuman strength, superhuman speed, superhuman senses crushed by a door. Like this is the guy. What is his le- what's the lesson learned for getting crushed by a door having all those powers? Don't stand don't, let, a, don't stand don't, under doors. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. If you see old ladies <laughs> pop them, pop them right in the head. Just get them done. Um so uh the guy who plays Wesker you will be happy to know. Yeah. He is in Triple X the return of Xander Cage. Oh man, I still got to see that. So that is a tie, right, that's looking, his tie into looking forward the Vin to it. Diesel yeah, everything <laughs> everything comes around here. Everything comes right? around everything revolves around Vin Diesel, I think. Yeah. Like I think we can make it. He's the anchor point. Yeah. He is our god. Mhm. Um So do you have anything positive to say about this movie? At Fuck all? no. No. This mo- this movie is below trash. We're gonna definitely gonna. This is gonna be a shit, a shitting on this movie, this whole podcast. Yeah. But if I could say one good thing is, it was that there is a horde of barbecue dogs. Um, that, that is true. That because uh, I remember the last movie didn't have any. That is they, true. We got gypped on the dogs this yeah, time. The dogs came back. back in fashion. Right. I think it was an 
a whole scene where they were shoot fighting a whole horde of them. Yeah, yeah. It was a, good, a goodly sum. Like you said uh, before we recorded, were there any action scenes in this movie? No. <laughs> where I said, yes, I think the whole thing was an action scene. It was just muddy as fuck. Yeah, it's like indecipherable, really brief, intense action sequences that have like no consequence. There's one like semi-choreographed fight between Mila and some sort of fake Jet Lee. Yeah. Right? She gets that guy out of the tank. Yeah, they have like yeah, a yeah, yeah. very short kung fu battle and then she shoots him in the head. Yes. And that's that. God, everything is so pointless and weightless in this movie. Here's I think the best I think one of the best ways to look at like how this movie went down. Are the, is by counting the barrels. And what I mean by that... The Donkey Kong barrels? No, I mean the barrels of guns. Mila happens upon Claire's new, like, settlement, right? Where she's been living with some humans on the top of a high-rise, one of which is a child soldier. Yeah. Let's not get into that. Um, These are a new cast of characters that we are introduced right. to at the in the last movie. Right. It's our, new, it's our new goon squad. Yes, the new goon squad on the, in the last movie. <laughs> One of them has a sword, never explained. Never, he, never use, he does not use it. One of them is a child soldier. Yes. One of them is Ruby Rose. We'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. And I'll get back to that after you also. All right. got something to add. Yeah. And then Claire Redfield Claire, is leading this hapless we, band. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we meet them. And Mila's like, well, like, happy to have some new friends, or Alice, rather. Mm-hmm. She's like, I need some guns. And they're like, great, we have a abundance of double-barreled handguns. <laughs> yeah. They have a bunch of twin-barreled semi-auto 1911s, which is a real gun. Like, that is a production gun. They didn't make it for this movie. It's not bespoke. Uh, Julian, is this gun talk with julian yeah this is gun talk with julian uh, welcome back to gun talk with julian welcome back to gun talk with julian my name is julian i have an unfortunate abundance of knowledge about firearms yes but you are not but an i'm an nra member but i'm not an nra member nor am i like a firearms rights enthusiast a second amendment or but right. in any case i just know a trigger lot about guns warning. yeah trigger warning no triggers trigger warning i don't like triggers trigger, but i know no a lot trigger. about guns yeah get your hands off the trigger okay so these double barrel handguns are a real thing they're an unfortunate truth of this world that's fine. Somehow, that is like the gun that these end-of-the-world mm-hmm. refugees have come into possession of a, a, a number of these double-barreled handguns <laughs> yeah. and the matching like dual magazine clips that go to them. Okay, fine. Like, leap made. Alice is then given by someone else during another gear-up sequence a four-barreled shotgun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So that's not a real gun? No. Like the prince like the principles and how a shotgun like this is just not how shotguns yeah, work. Yeah, I know that would not make any sense. And these are like just to give everyone just so everyone at home can picture this is four barrels across in a straight line. Right. Would not work. It's also a front end and back end sawed off. So it is quadruple stupid. <laughs> and then later she whips out a flashlight which also right. has four barrels. Oh yeah, four barrel flashlight. She has a four barreled flashlight. That's like they're oh. just like they're like, all right, come on, like last movie, our, how our do we make it special? Just taped together four double all barrels. Yeah, she just has four maglights duct taped together. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's more powerful. 
Uh, it's garbage, it and it was powerful. infuriating. All right, well, that was Gun Talk with Julian. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So what's your what's what your call different? what's your callback to the the village? Oh, you want to talk about Ruby Rose? Yeah, I want to talk about Ruby Rose. Uh, Ruby Rose wins the franchise friends episode award for too good to be in this movie. I agree. She she does have a she's got a look about her that yeah. that is real she, real nice. She has a great charisma. Mm-hmm. She recently really impressed both of us in John Wick too. She was a lot of fun in that movie. Yeah. And yeah, she was killer. here, <laughs> Literally. oh, bang, bang. Here, she is given nothing to do, dispatched almost as unceremoniously as Wesker. But right. in, but in like the credits, in the special f- features, in the ad materials that I saw for this movie, because she was it, like a headliner. She was so built up. Yeah. They were so ready to brag about having her in this movie, and they gave her shit to do, mm-hmm. and they. Killer in 10 seconds. Okay. All right. So this is, for some reason, I decided to do a ton of research on this movie. Yeah. I, it was a final chapter. We're what closing were, it out. What were your findings? Okay. So Julian. Mm-hmm. Sony casted social influencers from around the world to appear in this movie. What? In order to market it to global audiences. Okay. So oh, this, are you gonna tell me that knockoff Jet Li was actually like okay I don't I didn't do a that Korean, a Korean pop star yeah so basically that's what I'm saying I didn't look into each character okay but the Goon Squad is, they're all basically like somewhat famous somewhere people. else some yeah around from like internationally wow and it if fucking sh- worked really yeah because this movie was like uh like one of the top grossing movies of like that or maybe uh, like top grossing video game movies jesus christ yeah i am so hurt right now but we're gonna get back to the stats at the end of, of okay. the show okay. sa- i'm saving it yeah, yeah. i don't want to give you too much yeah let's just let's go down the line for this movie some more yeah um if anyone gives a shit so you're talking about the big reveal what what's the big reveal the big shitty reveal oh the the main the my thing the my name is alice well, let's all right. So first of all, we first of all, do we even find out if the um? So last episode, Caroline suggested that these op- opening monologues that Alice has is like a, an opening video blog that she's doing, and it's mm-hmm. all gonna we're all gonna find out what it's for at the end. Right. They're all tied together, and she's recording a video diary. Yeah. Answer is no. No, <laughs> no, it's not not at all. Even though in this one, she like very definitively in her voiceover is like, and that's it. That's the whole story. But then we don't even get a shot of Mila like putting a VHS tape no. in an envelope. It and just zooms out and she's like, she's putting it in a, a bunch safe. Of pixels. Or, yeah. Um, so that's nothing. Basically. Right. Right. It literally just is an opening intro monologue. Yes. With Mila talking to the audience. Right. For no telling, reason. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, so that that <laughs> mystery solved. Um, we open this movie with the Red Queen coming back. Like that's something that anyone gives a shit about. Yeah, but red, I guess people do. Red Jello that. Computer Kid is returned. Red Jello Computer Kid is back, um, and she basically she basically tells a whole story with Alice at the beginning through a Q and A of Alice just being like, 
so what happens next? And then the Red Queen is like, well, this happens and this happens. Yeah, they set up and explain the entire film. Yeah, through before a, Q, a, a nice little Q&A. Before you know, it happens. You know, you just like to watch a computer talk to Mila Jokovic for 15 yeah. minutes. Why not? <laughs> um, I mean, if it's a little red jello computer kid, why not? And, I mean, what what do we even know is happening in this movie, Julian? Like, what what is Umbrella doing? What are, what are they trying to do? What okay, are they trying to so accomplish? The, through, like, flashbacks that we've never been shared before, we are told that Umbrella is using the zombie virus to, like, purge the Earth mm-hmm. so that they can reboot it with just them, with just, like, the Umbrella board and their families because they know that the Earth is running out of resources. Right. So it's, like, population control so that they can, like, get the Earth back on track. So that is a new plot. Brand new. They sh- they shoved in a global warming yes. plot yes. into this movie that came out of nowhere. Yeah. So basically they're trying to – now Umbrella, what they were trying to do was stop climate change when mm-hmm. they fucked everything up. Yeah. That's bullshit. It's total bullshit. That's some like ret- that's some amazing retconning the, yeah, at this, the very end of this franchise. This movie that is meant to wrap up a franchise does a lot of incredible retconning of the entire franchise. Yeah, it's really bad. Um And you know what I notice about this whole mm-hmm. universe is um so this movie started in 2002. Mm-hmm. That's when the apocalypse happens, basically. Mm-hmm. So this universe doesn't have stuff that we have today. They don't have... So they have hologram Jello children. Right. They have really good video chat software. Right. They got grid systems that are 3D that you can like interact with and mm-hmm. stuff with mm-hmm. the umbrella stuff. Yeah. They don't have the internet. No. They don't have. P- they never got the PS4. They never got the PS4. They never got the Xbox One. No, they don't have <laughs> smartphones. They didn't get the new Priuses. This is, this is a they, bad. This is a shitty world. They that should they be fifteen years behind us. Exactly. Technologically. What? So what is this universe? What? Why do they it have is, some technology? This and is not s- for everyone who fears that we <laughs> ourselves live in the darkest timeline. <laughs> yeah, this is the this darkest is time. the darkest timeline. Um, Resident Evil takes place in the darkest, darkest timeline. This movie like started off from like new metal, and it just like stayed in new metal the whole time. Yeah, this is fifteen years of what new metal will do to you. This movie is monochromatic. Mm-hmm. It's monochrome. Yeah, it's monosyllabic. <laughs> it's monotone. It's monologuing. It's 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 monologuing. It's all of those things and more. It, it might is, as well be in mono. This this movie is the brown note. Oh yeah. Of cinema. Yeah. It's well, garbage. That that is uh, that is a heavy criticism. I'm dead. I'm dead <laughs> serious. We said after this movie, I told you. Yes. This might be the worst movie I've ever seen, and I have se- y'all. I have seen, seen bad movies. So many movies. Yeah. And so many that I watched because I thought they would be bad. Yes. This is the worst. This is a really, really bad movie. Yeah. Um, Danny was pissed off. Yeah. I was, I was 
felt bad that I made him watch this movie with us. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because I was like, come on, it'd be fun, you know? Right. Last one was fun. Right. And I have to say, terrible fucking movie. No, yeah, so bad. Um, you know what? But we have to we have to move on. We got to talk about it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the big twist. Okay, let's get to the big twist. Okay. Go for it. Alice was a clone, y'all. What? But my, but, 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 my but, but, okay. So Alice was a clone. The red Jello computer kid is based on scans of the real woman that Alice is a clone of when she was a young child, and then that child is now an adult wheelchair bound 90 year old alice so irl so the biggest problem with this twist is that's an all right twist (laughs) like it's like it is like on the surface just like mechanically as a plot device p good yeah the probably executed the yeah the problem is that the red queen Red Jello Computer Kid has been like an in and out character mm-hmm. this series. Like right. We don't actually care about her. The reveal of old Alice is Mila Yosevich wearing like, pota- like potato, baked potato yeah. skins, SNL duct taped to her face. Less, worse than SNL type right. makeup. Like, I'm an old person <laughs> now. Yeah, makeup. Like Nickelodeon, all that amount of old person makeup. Yeah, and is like in this wheelchair taking herself so not seriously, like making no effort to sell, I'm old, other than just being like, I'm old. It, oh my God. It just tastes like such the worst taste in your mouth when this reveal comes down the pipe. God. So this movie, I think, cements my hatred for cloning as. A plot device. Yeah. Because this movie, like, literally every movie, someone is a clone or someone it has to, someone is revitalized as a clone. Someone was a clone all along. Mm-hmm. Or someone, everyone was a clone. Fuck it. Everyone yeah. was a clone in this movie. Yeah. Who wasn't a clone? I don't know. I don't even fucking know. There are three films in which cloning is acceptable. Blade Runner. What? No, there's no, those are replicants. They're not clones. All right. Okay. Here are the three. Here are the three films. Star Wars franchise. Okay. Multiplicity starring Michael Keaton. <laughs> the Sixth Day starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. The That's three. it. That's it. That's it. Close the door on clones in movies. Yeah. That's the only time I'm trying to hear it. God. Other than that, they garbage. If you if you hate yourself as mm-hmm. a filmmaker, mm-hmm. if you hate your audience. Mm-hmm. And if you hate your franchise. Yeah. And your friends of that franchise. <laughs> make it about clones. Yeah. <laughs> Drop a quick clone nugget in there. Because at the end of the day, we have no attachment to any of these characters anymore no. because they're all clones. Yeah. It completely neuters all of them. Even Dr. Isaacs is was a, clone. a clone in this movie. Yeah. They were all clones. Which they didn't even, like, build to. No. Like, you know, like, you could have had him die in some sort of, like, dramatic way at the end of every movie and then somehow mysteriously be back. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, my God, like, what? Like, da 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 Like, oh, maybe he's a clone. Oh, shut up, Fred. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then in the last movie, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, he was a clone all along. No. Not even close. They kill him off once. Right. He- in the third picture, and that's it. But in this one, his clone kills him. 
Ooh, I'm baby. Sorry, this movie is pro-clone, I think, actually. Oh, really? Mi- yeah. Yeah, Mila. I mean... That's true. So the, cl- Al- so- the clone is a hero that the right. the cloney could never be. Exactly. So Alice, it, our Alice, our main character Alice, is the one of the last surviving characters. Right. And um, she's a clone, and yeah. she doesn't have memories, but good thing her memories were uploaded by her father via contact lens right and so the uh, red hologram girl mm-hmm. just go just uploads her memories into alice and, and she's um, like what a beautiful childhood great, i had and ai is better than human yeah <laughs> also this movie concludes with alice smashing a vial of antivirus above ground and that somehow spreads across the world yeah no because the wind will carry get it. the fuck out <laughs> I could I couldn't even with that part. Yeah. Where she's like, all I gotta do is smash this on the ground and that like, is the end of the movie. It's she, like boom, um, tough acting to act and all you gotta do all, is apply she it. All the zombies with the antivirus by smashing it. Yeah. And it's, it travels through the air and it's supposedly just supposed to just keep going. Keep going. Cure everyone. So does that mean that like the antivirus is actually in fact another virus that feeds on the primary virus and then eventually like everyone is okay but they're now a carrier for this antivirus because that's the only way it could be like so prolonged and self-propelling right right it has to i'm just saying uh, yeah i mean i'm not trying to blow up your spot paul ws anderson (laughs) but that was a shitty mechanic well obviously there's not there wasn't a lot of thought going into no there wasn't the actual chemistry of that going into anything but um I mean, I guess everyone lives a happy life at the end of the Resident Evil yeah. series, right? Yeah, they do. They do. Well, I mean, all the zombies die, but they do. They do. Those who are left, right. Claire. Claire. Alice. Claire and Alice, that's it. Child Soldier. I don't know if he made it. They never Everyone's sh- out there. They somewhere. never expressly show him dying, but they also never show him in victory. So Child Soldier could be dead. Absolutely no reason why that character should have been in this movie. No, but Child, Sol- Child Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Um. Damn. So yeah, I mean, we we made it to the end. That's that's it. Yeah. That's what happens. That's all that happens in this movie. Thanks for yeah. Before we wrap up, yes, and get is. into of all of our ratings and et cetera, et cetera. Okay. To give a quick little post mortem on this the franchise, when we watched the special features for this movie, nice. Paul W S Anderson was quick to crow that he. And by extension, Mila were responsible for the longest-running female-led. Oh my god! Action movie franchise. Yeah. The levels to which this is depressing for me. Yeah. It's like infinite. Yeah. It was. I it can't was embarrassing how many times he would go back to that. Yeah, him like claiming ownership of that as a like cis man. White male cis man. Yeah, is terrible. The fact that this is the best we as a culture could muster is terrible. Like, that we let that trophy get grabbed Mm -hmm. by Resident Evil for as long as we do. Like, I don't know, what's up, Wonder Woman? Like, you know, she's on the scene now, but yeah. Like, goddamn. Okay, that's true. Yeah. And this, what I've learned is to us, this movie was a joke. This franchise was a joke to begin with. Mm -hmm. We knew what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we didn't know was how many crazy, like, 
box office achievements yeah that this movie has made yeah including that what you're saying about the or what he was saying about the leading woman right action movie thing right um so obviously this i mean obviously like there is a global like market for this movie right and there's like that you know that weird line between like success and art right Right. like a movie can be successful without being good Mm -hmm. and like that's fine i feel pretty secure saying that this movie in particular was heinously bad right but i do look back on this franchise and i do think that it was like um like i think the journey was worth taking yeah and it's a real shame that it had to end in such a goddamn shit pile well what i'm trying to say is like it's this movie is this franchise is overlooked yeah most of the time but there are some accomplishments that it's made yeah absolutely that like you will never know unless you actually like look at the stats of it the numbers right and all that stuff right like thank you resident evil we will always remember you for the cubing (laughs) exactly how many cubes per movie uh just one yeah also the uh the the behind the scenes at first i was um at first i felt bad for watching it because it humanized paul ws anderson for me for yeah, a second it, it broke the myth Cause, yeah because i never i've never seen a video or an interview with him before right right and i was like oh man this guy's like real yeah yeah no he's got a face he's got a face but quickly was i turned against that yeah after finding out how how much into himself what a tool he was, he was. <laughs> yeah i mean that's good for i guess it's good for for what he does and yeah yeah his confidence right to be like all about his own shit yeah you gotta have an ego in this in this game but his but his own shit is like at the bottom yeah of the pile yeah so take that paul D- yeah, ws anderson that. yeah call me dude we'll talk yeah come on the show we'd love to have come you. on the show we'll rough you up a little bit yeah. <laughs> and then you can take some pot shots at us like it'll be great yeah uh so you want to do better than worse than um that's funny because i forgot to prepare for that it's funny because you don't need to <laughs> because this movie is better than no movies yes, and it's worse, worse than, than every movie. movie so there you go resident evil the final chapter do you actually have any that you want to say no i actually want really? to more i like <laughs> just very emphatically want to state that this movie is better than no movie this is the worst movie and it is worse than every movie awesome yeah my my uh forgetfulness and lack of responsibility paid off yeah um that's but, but i know you're sitting on a hot barbecue dog rating i mean i'm sitting on a rating i don't know if there's any barbecue dogs involved in that rating. okay interesting <laughs> i might be on a similar track <laughs> um so all right so here's uh, here's a question we've never been here before and listeners let us know at yeah uh the soundcloud comments at the soundcloud comments <laughs> how you feel about this but i think we should i think we should rate the movie mm. and then i think we should rate the franchise overall okay all right just to kind of put a cap on it okay um and i don't mean like add up all our dogs or whatever like some kind of there's no algorithm here no we're just going off feel okay um 
Do you have our ratings from the last film? I do. Yeah, Retribution. So well, let's hear it. You did a. You rated it two barbecue dogs. Jesus Christ, that's so high. <laughs> do you know my rating? Four point five. Oh my god! <laughs> so much enthusiasm from both of us. So the lowest lowest movie we've rated is Extinction Part Three. Yeah. Both gave it ones. Now my question is, are we allowed to go below one? We are, because here's my barbecue dog rating for Resident Evil colon the last chapter. Yeah. It is initially zero, <laughs> but then I'm going back one movie and eating half a barbecue dog to make what? it a negative point five. What? So I guess that is unprecedented. This movie owes me half a barbecue dog. That's Dude, that's how I feel. Where are you gonna find another barbecue dog? This movie's the franchise well, is over. You know what? That's on Paul W. S. Anderson. <laughs> if he wants to ship me half a barbecue dog, he owes me. He's in my debt right now. Hey, when you get home, you might have a half a barbecue dog waiting in your door. We'll find out. See how much he cares about the opinions held by two randos watching all of his movies in a vacuum. I I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna eat. <laughs> I want to eat two barbecue oh dogs. Oh my god. Paul W.S. Anderson, this is a call out. You owe, you owe us barbecue 2. dogs. 2.5 barbecue dogs. <laughs> I want to see them on my doorstep. <laughs> I'll take them for retribution. Yeah. There you go. Good god. Um so this movie's bad, obviously. It's the so worst it's real bad. Evil. It's the worst movie yes. I've seen in years. Oh my god, yes. The only reason we watched it was because of this podcast yeah and i hope to never watch it again no i never will and i i wish this evil on nobody this no. resident yeah. evil yeah agreed on nobody. agreed now let me just tell you about some of the franchise history before we get into the franchise uh, review yeah i'd love to hear it um not a lot um so this is a this franchise has been going on for 15 years too. good god can you believe that 15 years that's like our adult lives that's uh, yeah i'm for half of our life. Yeah. Almost. Um, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's insane. And it's finally over. Yeah. Thank God. For now. So this, the Resident Evil movie franchise itself earned $1.2 billion worldwide. Oh, my God. And it is the highest grossing film series based on a video game. Oh, my God. And the second biggest horror franchise of all time behind what? Aliens. What? Behind the Alien franchise. Scream, Halloween? What? Get your shit together, guys. It made more than Scream and Halloween, oh for sure. Dude, Halloween God. wasn't making any money by the end, man. What those, Rob, those Rob Zombie movies? <laughs> those Rob Zombie movies. So, like I said, this movie has its place in movie. In cinema history. Cinema history. Good God. Um, Granted... I mean, there aren't many um, video game movie franchises. Yeah. Okay. Not low competition there. Um, Who else even has more than one? Of the nine video game movies that have topped two hundred million dollars globally, yeah, three of them are Resident Evil movies. Okay. They beat out Need for Speed. Oh God, that movie's terrible. Tomb Raider. The movie's all right. Did he make Tomb Raider? No. No. Sorry. No, you're right. The Angry Birds movie. Okay. Which probably did very well. Not actually a video game, but okay. Right. But what? Yeah, yeah I yeah, guess yeah. nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Warcraft. God, that, that movie is wretched. I've never seen it. It's real bad. Um, Prince of Persia mm-hmm. and Assassin's Creed. That is so terrible. Yep. 
I think what's you know what also kind of sucks is I feel I feel like that hasn't been scaled. Those are all super recent. Yeah. I would like because like legit shout out to Paul W S Anderson for making the best video game movie, which is the first Mortal Kombat. That, right, but we're not talking ratings. No, I know. We're I know box office. I know. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a like a legitimately good and very popular film. Okay, so, so guess what? What you just said. Yeah. Is that he has made the best video game movie. Yeah. And he has made the highest grossing video game movie. And also two different movies, but right. those are that's pretty high praise. That's true. But he also made the worst video game movie, which is Resident Evil the Last <laughs> Chapter. So two it's sides weird. of the same coin, Paul. It's weird to even call these movies video game movies because yeah, they're, they're so, so detached. They're so departed from the source material. Yeah. I think that yeah, that is very true. But I guess that's just the genre they fall into when yeah. being labeled. Yeah, yeah. Man. All right. Well, okay. So franchise barbecue dog rating. Yeah. Um. Do we have anything to – do we have a scale for this at all? No, this is our first franchise rating. So, I mean, we're going one out of – like one to five. One to five. Okay. I'm giving – the Resident Evil franchise, a stone cold two barbecue dogs. There right. are some highs, but there are also some pretty serious lows. But I feel out of these six movies, there's two that I feel really comfortable like telling people mm-hmm. like this is a good time. Right. Like check it out for some dumb fun. Right. Like, but other than that they go from mediocre to literally the worst movie i've ever seen so okay and i would you know i the first thing that popped in my head was a two also yeah i'm not gonna try to yeah don't hype fight it up it. or anything no it's a two for sure yeah 100 this franchise is a two um even though i would say it's hard to tell anyone to watch any of these movies i have recommended a few like to people who are interested mm-hmm. i'm like start at watched part two yeah um i would say watch uh retribution yeah absolutely and And as far as anything else a franchise that has six movies i mean there aren't a lot that are all grade a movies you know no no of course not um yeah i don't know a two sounds good yeah I think a resounding two from the resounding two of us. Two. I think I'm just kind of sad that this, it's over. It's I I have a it's Stockholm a, syndrome. Yeah, right it's now. been a labor for sure. <laughs> um, but I'm glad to be free of it. Yeah. But moving on, Should this is a juicy, juicy like episode because something else happened recently. Yeah. And it was announced that this whole series is getting a reboot. Oh, Julian. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> It's coming back. I mean, I can only hope that it that the their interpretation of reboot is not yes. We need to reboot the Meliosevich universe, but that we need to reboot the concept of a Resident Evil movie. Right. I and I think that's going to be the case. I feel like it's going to be another adaptation of the video game and not like right. a spin-off of this movie. Right. Like let's slow these bad boys down. Yeah. Let's make zombies dangerous again. Let's get some creeping suspense horror up in here. I think the world's... I think we're ready for that. I mean, we were ready for that in, like, the 2000s. Yeah. 
and this did not answer that call. No. But no, I think the world. I think the world is ready for that. The here's here's the horror. I'm, the modern horror movie climate. Right. Like we're the best it's been yes. in a long time. And um, at the helm, none o- none other than James Wan. Yeah. Who um has produced and directed uh many horror movies. Some the Conjuring. Of, yeah, some of the better ones um, of the past. Conjuring two, I think. Yeah, some some of the definitely some of the better ones of the past like right, six he, years. I mean, he knows how to do horror. Yeah. You know. So um, I think he's the he's the man for the job. So I am excited about it. Yeah. Um. But I if I mean if it become if this is a better franchise then this this Resident Evil franchise is going to be wiped out oh. of oblivion. You can't wipe out the longest running <laughs> female led action movie <laughs> franchise based on a video game. Well, we have that now. It's time to have a male led franchise. <laughs> yeah. Cheese. Um. So some other stuff about the the reboot. This dude Greg Rousseau, he's he's gonna be writing the new reboot mm-hmm. movies. Um, you know, do you know what other movie he has written that is being made right now? Oh boy, Mortal Kombat, a reboot of Mortal Kombat. What? Yeah, this is eerie. Isn't this weird? This is a like oh like, man, what type of, it's uncanny right well, now. What's the, like. Did Paul W. S. Anderson have a say in this? You think? Wait, does that mean that this new guy is going to write a really bad Mortal Kombat movie, but then write really <laughs> great Resident Evil movies? I mean, we can only hope because we don't want to replace the old Mortal Kombat movie, but we surely no. want to replace yes. these. Yes. Um. The, the Mortal Kombat movies also produced by James Wan, so they're a friend. They're buddies. That's really weird. So this is a. Because I don't want a right. suspense horror Mortal Kombat movie. Just to be clear, everybody. <laughs> The team of James Wan and this Greg dude, um, they're making a new Mortal Kombat and a new Resident Evil. Paul In- W. Sanderson made the first Mortal Kombat, rolling, made the first Resident Evil. Rolling what in his is bed. going on? Rolling in his not grave. This is incredible. What a turn of events. Isn't it? Life is a flat sometimes, circle. Sometimes you're, when you're on IMDb for long enough, you start to feel like the world's greatest detective. Yeah. And that's how I feel right now. You should. Thank you. That's incredible. <laughs> what a twist. Um. Oh, yeah. Let me show you this. Uh. I wanted to show you this little video I made. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> Will there be a link to this in the description? Um. I don't know if I'm legally allowed to do that. All right. Okay. You ready for this? I'm so ready. Oh, I have like a theory. I have a pet theory about what this is, and I really hope it's what it is. There's a survivor. Open the gate. Open the gate! Lock the gates! Lock the gates on these fuckheads! (laughs) (laughs) So that was a clip from the movie. Resident Evil. (sighs) Yeah, I will try to get that up, but... But let me just play it again one more time. What a series of films. Yeah, just play it one more time. (laughs) There's a survivor. Open the gate. Open the gate! Lock the gates! Lock the gates on these fuckheads! (laughs) (laughs) But thanks thanks everybody for for listening. Getting through all these Resident Evil movies with us. And uh, we look forward to taking you on a new adventure. Yeah, it's been a great time watching these movies. If you guys have any questions about any of these movies and want to talk about it just mm-hmm. uh call my cell phone yeah call your creed okay all right and i'll see you at the next movies see you at the next movies
Peace.